Hi everyone, I'm Tari. Hello everyone, I'm Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Hi everyone, I'm Tari. Hello everyone, I'm Bree. And this is CSI Talk. Welcome back everyone. I'm so we're so sorry we missed the last week's episode. Oh well. I had a I had pneumonia. It was oh it was a COVID scale, but gladly turned was just flat out pneumonia. That's why I sound congested. Yeah, and so I'll be doing most of the talking today until Brie gets better, but she is getting better. So if you're listening to a car in the background, I'm sorry. And if you're hearing booms in the background, I'm sorry. It's just 4th of July weekend. Oh, yeah. So I mean, and most of our listeners are from the U.S., so um, happy 4th of July. Earlier for two days, two days late. It this is released on Wednesday and it's Monday, 4th of July. Yeah, so happy 4th of July. We're recording this before 4th of July, but happy 4th of July. Before we get into today's, into today's episode, we have to touch on, we have to talk about something that I'm pretty sure everybody's here heard so far, but we have a platform to say something, so we will, and also. The main stars of CSI have talked about this. If you go to Mark's Twitter or Instagram page, if you go to Polynesian's page, you're going to see that they talked about it. And I know even Georgia Fox, even Georgia Fox, everybody has been talking about it, but we have a platform, so we're going to have to say something. So that world be way. Well, let's turn the clock back 50 years because abortion is now being criminalized. It's now a felony, it's a crime, and the doctor. It's, being, it's not being criminal, fully criminalized. I'm pro choice, but it's being left up to the states. We got to get yeah. that right. So we know that most conservative states already have filed in to have a criminalized say is stating that the doctors who perform abortions can go to can spend life in prison and also pay fines starting at 100k like this is not we're talking about this because we're both women and we're gonna be most affected by it and i know some of you maybe say, okay, what about you, Curry? You live across the globe. How does that affect you? It does because historically everything that has, that happened in the U.S. affects the way my country does stuff. Okay. If you go. And she has family in the States. Yeah. If you do a quick research, you, you, you'll see it's, I mean, it's, it historically that it has happened and. 
this is not about being pro-life. This is about controlling women's bodies. You cannot tell me that whatever you see a CSI episode in which a woman has been beaten and raped and then she got pregnant from her, her rapist. You cannot tell me that you as a woman didn't feel anything for the victim of the episode. Like the episode Blood Drops. He could not tell you felt for the teenager that was impregnated by her own father. We can tell you a lot more episodes that this happened, but this one really does, you know. And Criminal Minds too, that has happened in a lot. Law and Order SVU. This is literally the, 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 this is literally where the show bases most of the episodes. Look, it's about controlling women's body. I studied history officially, right? I'm going to get a BA in social science soon. Okay. So I, practically, I am a social science at this social scientist at this point. So I can say that with the science behind me, historically, women have been granted less rights than men. In my country, for example, it has been less than a century that women have kept been granted their political rights. And we just, and we just hit a century for women's right to vote in the U.S. this year. A century. Men have been doing since ancient Greece. Okay, I know, I mean, ancient Greece, you know, whites, people who were born in, in, in ancient Greece and men who were born in ancient Greece and then men and also men over the age of 21, but you get what I mean. You know what hurts the most is that those laws, most of these laws were made by men. White men. White men. And also in the role of V way, women, there were women inside the Supreme Court. One of them voted to overturn it. Oh, well, at least one, I think it was two. Look, women who are wealthy, who have, who have all privilege that they can have. They're still going to have an abortion if they need to, and they're still going to have an abortion in the safest way possible. But now the minority of women are going to die because of it. Yep, because they're probably going to go back to coat hangers. I studied that in AP Gov when I was a senior in high school and how much thing for it became for woman once Roe v. Wade happened. This is this is really upsetting and I know most men are like, why are women talking about this so much? Because it depends us all. We have 
a uterus. We have a chance of becoming a child. And some of us may not be ready to quit. Some of us may have been raped. Some of us may have had the guy who might have poked condom. Sometimes a woman can get pregnant and still have her period and not find out that she's pregnant until she has the baby. And it's not it's literally a show on Discovery called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. And also there's a lot of females that the periods are not regular to begin with. I'm trying to connect the dots here. Uh-huh. I know. I'll be getting those scared text messages. Like, you don't... Like, I know this... This is... We always say that this is a safe space for you. And this is your way to escape the world. But we have a platform. And this decision affects women all across the globe. How are you gonna be like seriously? And you're turning a orchid into a crane. And it's even there's even speculation that things like gay marriage will be next. Well, to point people LBGTPQAQ members who are already legally married um getting with the lorry so they can have papers drawn out that saying this person has the right to make this decision. This person has has to to make this. And this is happening right after Pride Month. It was happening during Pride Month. This is really upsetting. And this show angry. This is not okay. We're not even touching on religion. Because it's, it gets a whole lot of complicated if you touch on religion when you talk about this. Except the Jewish religion for, for abortion. Look, I'm just going to give a quick example here. They thought Mary Magdalene was possessed by a demon because she didn't want it to get married with a man who was twice her age and already had kids. And according to the Bible, Jesus had to go and see that woman because they told him that she had a demon inside of her. And then he was like, there's no demon inside this woman. There's absolutely no demon. And she realized that it was better living in the world with a man she barely knew than staying with her family who was trying to force her into a marriage. I know we, we're taking a huge risk here, okay? We're taking a huge risk here. But since the main stars of the show, which our podcast is based on, talks about this, we feel like we have to say something about it too.
So if you if you're looking for if you're looking for a sign because you you're pregnant and you're not sure if you should keep the baby and you're having keep the fetus and you're having second thoughts, go and have an abortion. Even with people screaming, bad thing is that you just go ahead and do it because if you want to, well, pro yes. Because this is your body, this is your choice. You're gonna, you're the one who's gonna have to live with it. It's your body, it's your choice, not theirs. Okay, my body, my choice, dude. Okay, so let's let's go. As we said in our story, we today we're gonna talk about Doc Robbins, who is married. And he has two, uh, actually three children, three children. This, this man had three children. Yeah. Okay. He is the coroner of, of the, of the lab. And he, he, I love, his scenes were my favorite. I absolutely love the morgue scenes. Like, I live for that, okay? Love, absolutely love the gore, and I absolutely love even more when Doc Robbins has to go on the scene of the crime. I love that. And he and Grissom were besties. They were besties. They treated well. You know, Doc Robbins, I mean, I love there's this, I don't know which season, but like, Oh, I know. It's when they, uh, that one with the plane that the guy died and they don't know how it, it's in the early seasons. I think it's uh, the, the first. Unfriendly skies. Yeah. And Grissom, he literally goes to the morgue and then he finds out that Doc Robbins has a coffee machine and he's like, how did that happen? And Doc Robbins literally just like, well, when the coroner asked for a new for a coffee machine, they didn't ask. You know what? I feel like me and Doc Robbins would definitely bond over coffee. Just like me. We love coffee. And they'll probably bring him some Brazilian coffee. Together. Okay, I think the, I think Paula, I would be happy with that. that. <laughs> I feel like I, I go to the mall just to have coffee. Just have fresh coffee. Also, he complains in the Christmas episode that everybody always gets him tea. <laughs> I wouldn't actually complain if there more gummy tea. I actually love tea. And... Well, also, I love there's this episode in which... I can't remember the season, but you're trying to steal a corpse. I feel like this is when Sarah is coming on. It's coming on the show, staying for a few weeks and then leaving to go to Paris. And they are trying to steal a corpse and Doc Robbins really flies with the... With that was the first episode of season 10. Love that. I absolutely love that. I love when he gets to do these things. And, okay, his mom was a nurse, so he would always spend his life inside hospitals. 
and he graduated with a master's degree in physiology from Johns Hopkins, which is a great university right there. Okay. That, you know, Doc Robbins really just graduated one of the best medical schools ever. And well, if you didn't know, Doc Robbins doesn't have both of his legs because he was hit by a drunk driver and lost both of his legs. So yeah, he uses prosthetics and the crunch. And actually this is kind of, kind of like the, um, it, it's from real life because also the actor that portrays Doc Robbins also lost his legs and also he needs prosthetics to walk. And when then he, he was a coroner in Virginia when he got the, a job offered to move to Las Vegas. And then he moved there with his wife and his, and his three children. And so far he was the chief medical examiner at the graveyard ship at the LBPD lab. Not in the. Not in the first couple episodes, the first couple episodes, it, it was a different, it was a different, yeah, he wasn't in the first couple episodes, he was, he both after, and also he was the, he was Hugo's teacher. Well, no, we got that revelation in the first episode that he, Hugo was taught by Doc Robbins and we also are informed that he is still alive, which I mean. A lot of us was really happy to know that Doc Robbins was still alive. Especially how Hugo was talking about it. Sarah had to go, no, he's still alive, right? <laughs> Thank God for that because I was absolutely rioted to find out that Doc Robbins was dead. And. Well, he also said that he, he, he also revealed in the, sh the show that he had a twin, but his twin was stillborn and his mom, I think, yeah, his mom said that he only chose to become a foreigner because he spent a lot of days next to a dead body, <laughs> which honestly makes sense if you think about it. Because, you know, my, I don't know. So in season 12, there is this episode called genetic disorder. His wife, Judy, she was meeting with him, with this guy who did, who she paid to do family tree of the Robbins family. But this guy was murdered by someone else. And she called in the police because it, it did seem like she was cheating on Doc Robbins. But then we found out, we find out in that episode that Doc Robbins cheated on her first. She wasn't cheating on him, but she did cheat on her. Look, I love Doc Robbins, okay? I do. I really do, but he cheated on his wife, dude. 
there's literally no excuse for this, okay? The cheater is always the one that that is to blame for, okay? And then as soon as Doc Robbins hears about it, he knows that he, that she didn't cheat on him, but still he hires the best attorney to defend her because he knows that the CSIs that are working in the grid, he knows them, he works with them. So there's no way that those people were not going to find evidence that either they either would prove her innocence or would prove her to be guilty. But he is still, he hires the best attorney to defend her. And I think, I'm like, uh, I think when someone, I don't know who, but the baby was Greg. I don't remember it though. Because the the song that was played is called Sexual Healing, so it would definitely seem like she was cheating. And when Greg does make that suggestion, Doc Robbins kind of, you know, yeah, I cheated on her first, so it wouldn't. I I think to some degree he would understand, maybe, because he was the first one to do that. Well, in the end, she, his wife actually tells him what happens and he kind of tells her, I knew you would never do that to me and kind of tells her that she, she regretted ever doing that to her. And then she, then she gives him the family tree. About Cody. Yeah. Okay, so Doc Robbins had a special relationship with Grissom. We can see that because Grissom would go there and they would, you know, make discoveries together as you know they are better and actually in the that is episode that we actually see Grissom being uh showing his funny side, right? Because then it comes, you know, Natalie Davis and all, you know, almost Kelly Sarah and all that. There is, they find this floater's body and then the rat comes out of the body. And then Doc Robbins kind of admits that he's really scared of rats. <laughs> and the commentary on this episode is amazing. It was Billy's idea to not be in a suit. Well, it does make sense because Grissom is an entomologist. And Billy grew up animals. Yeah, and like Grissom is an entomologist. He's used to that. And I love how, how Doc Robbins like literally suits up in like a, almost like an astronaut suit. And then he's like, I can smell like the the dead rat from my from my suit, and then Grissom's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be feeling that. You shouldn't smelling that. Smelling that." And I probably is like, "Yeah, I'm quite aware of that." 
And also, there's this scene there. I don't know which episode, but like they have to do the autopsy, but you're like just vibing to the. Oh, it's when the 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 is it yeah, they're listening to the song and singing, just vibing, and the body is just there, you know, just and they're just there, you know, singing. And I love dogs more vividly with collecting pictures of famous dead people. Look, not gonna lie, if I was a coroner, I would have been the same thing. Yeah. I mean, right now you'll probably find me collecting. You know, I have this collect. When the Olympics happened here in 2016, the government issued this this coins celebrating the Olympics, and now they're worth a lot of money, and I have like about 20 of them with me. And I didn't collect them because of their value. I just collect them because I was like, and this is like a once in the lifetime thing, I have to have them. So I, I understand Doug Robbins, especially like, I think it's the first episode of season seven or six, I don't or six. I'm not sure they have like Catherine and Grissom have different cases, but the crime scenes are very near each other and they realize they're actually working the same case. Yes. And then Nick, and when the meantime, Nick and, as, as season six, in the meantime, Nick and, and Warwick are dealing with this actor's death and Doc Robbins where just analyzing the body and he took a picture of the dead body and he's like, yeah, just from my collection. Doc Robbins, also, he was the first one who took Riley in when she first started working with the graveyard ship, which is, which is good. I mean, I feel like he wouldn't have like great relationship with some of the CSIs, mainly because he wouldn't be working most of the time all by himself or with David, when, at least when David was Sometimes David was not in because we have to go and pick up bodies. And then when Ray came in, didn't fully accept Ray at first, but then he did because Ray was an apologist, right? He was an apologist, right? Yeah. And they would analyze the body together. And like, you can say whatever you want about Ray area, but the relationship that the Ray and Doc Robbins had was really good and their scenes together. Especially when they're in that car together, driving down the interstate with these two oldies. <laughs> I love how they're their best friends. There's this episode that involved like a shark attack. Shark waves. Yeah. And they're like analyzing the body and then they suddenly, they have to do an autopsy of a shark. <laughs> okay. Like they're in their college experience, like their experience in the job never prepare them to do an autopsy of a shark. Okay, 
you know, always an adventure in the morgue. Too bad they didn't have the rebiologist with them. <laughs> it would probably save them a lot of trouble either way. No, it would be hilarious to see Doc, Rosalind, Ray, and Sarah all together in one scene. <laughs> Look, I know they are. They were probably used to the smell of dead bodies. But I I think that the bonnet did the smell of the dead animals probably not the same as a as a human. Yes, but uh, not so bad. You can't get smell dead for dead animals. Oh never. I don't know. My sister would know better, but she's a sleeper now. She's an oceanographer, so she. I think I'm gonna ask her tomorrow. But I think I would probably wear a mask. We will also shout out to my friend Ashley because she told me, "Yeah, whenever I picture you working, I picture you working in the in the morgue." I don't know what I would do in the morgue because I don't have the the backdrop of of uh, medicine. You know, I really wanted to be a coroner when I was real. I would watch some and random episodes of CSI and the, the morgue scenes were my favorite and still are my favorite. And I was like, oh, I want to be just like Doc Robbins. And then I realized that I'm just literally a weirdo. I used wonderful to laugh, but I can't deal with the smells. Look at that on BP bio. Well, I think this mail would be one of the least concerning things, right? I accepted me. I had had just such a radiated pedo pig. Yeah, I and mine school we had the biology lab and we would have to dissect animals but it but the the teacher would only bring like one dead animal he would oh, yeah like, he would back. request the dead animal okay it was everybody in that creepy bio class who had a set um, and then sometimes we would smell the marine biologist class just like marine animals well, I never had to do, um, I mean, the, my teacher kind of did an autopsy on the dead fish, but we would actually smell the, the same that they used to, to preserve the body. It, I don't know what they, I don't know what they used to preserve the dead body of animals, but that, that freaking scent like that would be, that scent would be. <sighs> Very, it would make me want to vomit. Needless to say, I wouldn't eat meat when I was, when that happened. But now I eat whatever food I want to eat, watching CSI and all the gross thing. Oh, back when I was, back when season 10 was on, when I was doing the dog for Jekyll season. And that and that the intestine tied in a bow. I have a stomach flu. I was eating top of ramen while watching Doc and Ray take out the intestines tied up in a bow. Look, I'm just gonna say something. I was 
I was eating a steak one time when I was watching Bones, you know, the, the TV show Bones. <laughs> and, you know, most of the episode takes place inside a lab, just like CSI. It's the Jeffersonian Institute. Yeah, but the thing is, Kim, which is, she's, she's the, the, the one who, who deals with the, the organs and all of that, right? Yeah, yep. And someone like I don't know, someone got into her office and she she and they were like, We need to know if if there's like the presence of this a specific drug in the victim's system and you could tell the if the drug was in it by the brain, right? So what she did was she got the brain. And then she put it on that machine, you know, that they used to cut the harem. And she just lies up. She just lies the the. Hey, at least you weren't eating steak, dude, and I eat her episode of CSI. Oh, yeah. Either one. Uh, at that time, I was like, oh, that's gross. And, but now I'm like, oh, that's great. And I didn't be eating, like, anything. And then, like, so... Just Doug Robbins, you know, autopsying the body, taking out, showing like really gross things. But I mean, this is one of the factors that attracts most of us to the show, right? Was the this grotesque things, right? You know, this very sick stuff that we love. We just yep. don't admit it, but we love. So we don't know exactly when Doc Robbins stopped working. It's clear that he said right after Grizzlebuck that he's never going to leave. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was probably forced into a retirement. And yeah. So and his like Super Dave didn't take over. I, I thought that Super Dave would take over, but he didn't. He probably got a promotion somewhere else. And also, oh, I just remember, oh my God, there's this, I have to say this, but there's this episode that this teenager kills herself and this guy who was passing by saw the body through the window and he went out to ask for help and Nick and Doc Robbins just were passing by and they barred into the house. They, 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 they said, like, the girl was frightened, and Doc Robbins forms a C-section. Saves the baby. And, and that was a real baby. Because I watched the special features on that. The mother was right back behind the camera while watching Robert David Hall and George Eats with a baby. That is badass. That is badass. And then Nick is like, the way you saved the baby dog, that was amazing. It was because you usually don't see that, you know, and I, that's why I absolutely love when Doc Robbins is on the scene. Because I know if there's a CSI episode, 
the that problem is in the scene. Two of two, one of two things are happening. One, they are understaffed, which they always are, but sometimes they have a lot of cases in Blendetics. So Doc Robbins have to, has to go and take care of the bodies because they won't have time. Or something really big is happening and that's why Doc Robbins on the scene. Yeah. Or it could be some, a very high profile case. Yeah. A high profile case and Doc Robbins has to be on the scene. Can I call the fireworks? Can barely hear it. What's dropping? Actually, I can. So that's why not right now. I I'm thankful for the for the effects that I use to cancel the background noise. So. There's something else you'd like to add? Yeah. The top five covers I know was with Risen on Doctor's Way. Ray on Doctor's Way. <coughs> I only thought that was a cop because I had a cop, not because the character. Well, we, so we have, I actually did see the, his very first episode was in, the, was the sixth episode. Yeah, what? Like the zero season one, yeah. And he also didn't, he also did not let anybody get crap. And he also did not give it, did not pussy foot run anybody. Like that one guy ended up dying on the, on the mold table who was supposed to be a um, Oh, I was rewatching that episode. Like one of these days when I was not watching Criminal Lines, because right now I got to season 14 of Criminal Lines, and I'll probably start watching season 14 tonight because <laughs> my ass had a couple of people. So I'll probably start watching season 14 of Criminal Lines later because my ass had a coffee a few hours ago. Well, that's not the point. The point is that I watched that episode <laughs> and I watched how that Robbins is really mad at that new assistant that they hired and the guy ended up dying. And, and, and he's like, yeah, I do. I bet it all on you because these guys don't need to go out to investigate because it was, well, it was about sample. Yeah, it makes sense because whenever there's a death, they have to call the coroner of the, of the, of the city. Whenever death occurs. So they have to send the coroner and the coroner has to decide if it's either a homicide or natural death or suicide. And not always the suicide is going to be called in to do to the scene. So Doc Robbins was batting rice. <laughs> and he won. So 
so <laughs> what are we talking about next week? And check my calendar. And... We're talking about Nick and Warwick's friendship. You know what? I love the friendship. They have such a pure bedding friendship. Yeah. And our past show anniversary is coming in almost exactly a month. Yep. So be ready for that on CSI season two news. Do you have some news? Okay. The shooting. They're so shooting episode four. And the season premiere is on September 29th. Yep. So I don't know if that means they're, we're going to have more than 10 episodes. We are going to have more than 10 episodes. We're going to have at least 18. Oh, Jason Tracy, I love you. <laughs> I know I'd be complaining a lot about you sometimes, but thank I'm you. Fine. Thank you. If I ever, if I ever criticize you, I never criticized you. you never. I never criticized you. You know, so yeah. Okay, Jason Tracy. I love you. If I ever criticized you, I was under the effects of something. But you were just too tired. You were just too tired to I say that. Too tired. <laughs> because when we record this, it's usually past midnight. And it's 2 a.m. right now. It's 2 a.m. right now. So, Jason Tracy, I love you. Thank you for giving us 18 episodes. At least 18. At least 18, which means that we'll probably get a Halloween episode. Oh, imagine he's writing at least one of the episodes. Oh my god, can we get a Halloween episode? If we're not getting it, I'm actually, I'm not sure that it's going to be an episode, but Anthony Zyke would be on CBS on Halloween. Okay. I'm going to need me the details on that. Someone give me the details on that. I'm not going to reveal my sources. I really don't reveal my sources. Okay, somebody give me. Well, like, well, like, we pulled it that way. We don't reveal our source, but most of our sources. And probably we're getting 18 episodes because there's a serial killer in the season. I can't wait to find out the name. Oh, that would be. And look. And we know it takes place a year after the trial for. No, 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 that was in, nope, that was in the season finale. That was in the season finale. That was over the TV in the season finale. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought you were talking about that picture. Nope. Creeped picture. But, okay, so. This season's gonna take up. I don't know, we're not sure in which timeline that is happening. It happens after COVID, so probably would be like two years after COVID. I don't know, 2024? Well, I know okay, last season probably could take in place this year because of how we all this year with masks and such. So it will probably take place in 2023. 
Oh, this could be an alternate universe. Well, I mean, multiverse, right? If you've seen, you know, multiverse of madness, you know, this is my multiverse of madness right here. And Paula Newsom was in the Spider-Man No Way Home. So, I mean, if there's a version of each one of us in every timeline, I'm just saying. Yeah, one of my versions is super, is a super success, successful teacher of history. Another one is a song to Topolo. Another one is an actress. PSI is MCU canon. I said what I said.